1: Hello and welcome back to the beer ladies podcast. I'm your host this week Lisa. Hello and we're excited about this week because we have another installment in our women in beer series so we're excited to bring you another uh, another stalwart local stalwart although like us a transplant to the Dublin area. So uh, before I introduce my co hosts I will introduce Lindsay so go ahead and Lindsay give yourself uh, a little intro. Hi there. So yeah, my name is Lindsay, and I'm the lead cellar brewer
2: at Whiplash Brewery in Dublin.
1: Oh, hooray! And before I turn over to my co-hosts, who are going to be ably uh, taking us off on tangents this week, as we like to do, they're going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I also want to remind everyone: like, subscribe. You know, get us wherever you get all your podcasts. We'll we'll keep doing this until you guys you know subscribe everywhere. But I also want to say hello to Sarah and to Hillary. So over to the two of you. Hi. Hello. Ah, fantastic. So again, we're very, very excited to have Lindsay here. But before we dive into asking her everything we've ever wanted to know about Whiplash, we'll start with what are you drinking? So we'll we'll kind of go around the horn. I'll start with Sarah.
3: I actually, would you believe, have a can of Whiplash in front of me. (laughs) It's the heart of Chambers coffee and oatmeal double porter in collaboration. Is that 3FE? That's a coffee... Yeah. yeah, that's a coffee company here in Dublin. I just, can I just say, I love whiplash art. Like,
1: if- Oh, it's so good. We'll talk about it too, definitely. <laughs>
3: if these were on posters, I would buy them. They're so cool, but I have this ready to go. But what about you,
4: Hillary? I- bought a bunch of cans of whiplash I am not drinking it yet because I was getting a start on writing my paper and I thought I would have this beer finished and I don't <laughs> but I am currently drinking dash away by troubled brewing it's their oh I had that last night chocolate yeah. stout I'm not a big stout fan I will say but this is an easy one to drink but I will drink a whiplash can on
1: the beer break <laughs> Fantastic. And Lindsay, guest of honour, so I am got? also drinking
2: Whiplash, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
2: I'm drink- uh, drinking Jupiters, which is one of our um, new specials. So it's a 5.1 IPA and it's got lots of Citra, Galaxy, Sultana, um, really nice base malts, um, Marisotter, um, wheat malt, oat malt and carapils. So lovely Ooh, body
1: lovely yes. very
2: very beautiful beer
1: yeah oh brilliant i've got uh, northern lights myself at least to start off with I, again i i always tell people this is the best school night beer because you can have a couple and still be very 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 functional micro ipa what let's see sorry what is it you probably know off the top of you had 2.8 2. percent, though so lots
2: and lots perfect of perfect to... um, mosaic hops in there and it really oh. it really shows like um yeah a lot of mosaic it's got such a beautiful
1: character that beer. Yeah. it really does oh beautiful beer just so flavorful you would never guess it's 2.8 percent just so 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 good i know people maybe outside ireland don't have access to it necessarily but so good highly recommend if you guys ever make it over here in the after times when we can travel again. <laughs> the so.
2: after times i like that <laughs>
1: Oh, there you go. But with that said, first of all, again, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on. Tell us a bit about Whiplash and your role there. And I'd be curious if there is a typical day, or if it's always just you never know what you're walking into.
2: (laughs) It's kind of a bit of both. Um, We do have like kind of typical tasks that we do um, every day, obviously. But um, yeah, every day is different, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's a lot of fun. So so yeah, so um, I've been working um, for Whiplash since the beginning of March. So just coming up ten months um and yeah basically um just came in as a, a cellar brewer originally um and now i'm the lead cellar brewer um so basically anything that comes out of the of the um the hot side of the brewery comes into the cellar and um, i look after it maintain it dry hop it um you know just kind of make sure that it's that it's ready to go and then yeah get it transferred through to the um bright beer tanks and then it's good for packaging so so yeah um I've been in the uh, the beer industry for coming up five years now, actually. Oh, dear. (laughs) Time flies. Um, But, yeah, I can safely say that Whiplash is the best brewery I have ever worked for. It is an absolute
0: riot.
1: Oh, I bet, and something I've, I've said to a lot of people before is it, it surprises me how many of these Irish breweries are so relatively young—some, you know, year or two, three years old—but just churning out great quality beer. You know, some it takes a long time to hit their stride. But I think, you know, you, that must have been one of the things that led you to want to, you know, sort of uh, make the move across over across oh. the water over here. Was it kind of the quality, or what was one of the one of the? Hugs? I would
2: say definitely it's the, the lads, the owners, um, Alan and Alex. So oh. I've known them for two or three years and we met through the kind of festival scene in the UK Um, and yeah just as soon as we met it was just you know like instantly instantly friends Um, and yeah so basically after we first met they did offer me a job um, almost Um, straight away but I was focused um, I worked for Buxton Brewery um, in England before I came here and um, so yeah I was I was kind of focused on what I was doing at Buxton so I declined the offer then but um I came over for the Fidelity Festival I don't know if any of you guys were at Fidelity last year um but I came over first that was the Whiplash Festival um so I came over for that last year and yeah I was kind of on, on a job break um I was kind of moving away from England and basically when I said to Alan that I was I was leaving England he said eh, so would you move to Ireland? And I said, well, yeah. And he was like, well, you're coming to work for us then. And that's how it came about.
1: <laughs> uh, successfully avoiding Brexit. Yeah. I love it. Actually, That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah. Got out just in time. <laughs> just in time.
2: I will be European. I will be oh. European. So, um, oh, exactly. So, so, yeah, like, um, but Whiplash itself, I mean, like you say, they're a young brewery. Um, the, the, the brewery itself has been going since 2016. Um, it started off as just like a kind of side project for um, Alex Nallen. Right. Um It was just like a kind of weekend kind of hobby, doing a bit of home brewing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then the beers, like, you know, they kind of really started getting popular. Um, so they started Gypsy Brewing. So kind of moving around between breweries um, in Ireland and then eventually in Europe as well. Um, So basically Gypsy Brewing, as you know, is just like you've got your recipes, but you don't have the kit. So they were borrowing tanks um, from other breweries. But again, like the beers were just becoming so popular and they were really, really starting to make a name for themselves. So, yeah, they um, decided to take a unit on in Ballyfermot. Um, and that's what our plant is and yeah like I say it's been going for a year it was the, the year in November uh, just passed so so yeah and we're just going for yeah, And you got
1: some to... oh absolutely and, and speaking of, of the kit there's some pretty specialized kit there like it's it's very high octane for a relatively new brewery oh. we had a great virtual tour that you hosted a couple of weeks ago and just yeah. like <laughs> what if you want to speak about some of the very cool things we're like oh you don't see that every day like there's yeah. some there's some neat stuff.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, the mash filter is without a doubt, you know, like the kind of most impressive um, bit of the equipment that we've got. Yeah. Um, really, kind of mainly used in distilleries. It's quite rare for a craft brewery to have to have a mash filter. Um, but what we can do with that is just unbelievable. Like, um, so basically, the mash filter um, just squeezes absolutely everything, everything that you want out of that malt, every single little last bit of deliciousness. Um, and yeah, it just. You know, really um, produces unbelievable work, which again you can tell. And the beers, like we use a lot of oats, and so to get the the what you really want out those oats, the mash filter is just it's just fantastic. So, so yeah, it's really unique um, bit of equipment. So it's awesome.
1: Absolutely. I wonder if it is the mash filter that makes sort of part of the magic happen for me because I don't always love hazier beers, but whiplash hazy ones are so good. There's just something about them that's so clean and and fresh. You don't get that, you know, I'll say some that maybe haven't quite hit the nail on the head. You're like, I see what you tried to do, but I never find that with whiplash. It's always just so just, you know, on point. It's just and you guys have an amazing canning line too. So I, I guess, you know, you were in luck when You know, we started going into lockdowns to have a canning line at the ready. Oh, my gosh. Just how that's, you know, really helped the business. Oh, unbelievably. I mean, like when the the lockdown kicked in, I think
2: everyone was just like, I mean, you know, for yourselves, everyone was just like, oh, my God, like, what is going on here? Like, (laughs) what now? You know, like the fact that we lost all the keg sales straight away. It was just like, oh, my goodness, where are we going to go from here? But no, you're right. The canning line, like, it just the, the can sales exploded and um, and especially when we opened our online shop um, that was such a big boost um because yeah I mean it, it's fresh cans coming to you like direct from the brewery um and yeah it was just it, it just done so so well really really um quickly which was such a saving grace for us but yeah I mean the cannon line like again when they um when the lockdown kicked in um, we did have like kind of external people that would come and help with the cannon and mm-hmm. um, but it was obviously when the lockdown kicked in, they weren't allowed to come to the brewery anymore,
4: right?
2: Um, oh, yeah, so it was just like you know, the kind of the, the full time staff. So we were doing our normal job, so like doing the brewing, cellaring, blah blah blah, but having to work on the cannon line as well. And uh, there was many, many an exhaustive day, <laughs> um, just putting <laughs> the cans on the line, like oh my goodness, you do that, and then I run away and do another job and then come back. And um, but yeah, having having the cannon line um, on site. It definitely means like we control absolutely every aspect of our product which is just um you know we're, we're really lucky for that because we know exactly everything um that's going into the can if anything is not up to spec it just does not get canned pretty much
0: um, yeah
2: and yeah. We're really really um conscious of our do levels so like dissolved oxygen that that goes into the beer which mm. makes it go off pretty much you know, you can always tell you yeah sized beer um but yeah the fact that we can control and you know like monitor that kind of quality um it's just we're really lucky really really lucky to have that and like i say the the can sales are just (laughs) unbelievable like they really are unbelievable and the distribution that we're doing at the moment um a lot of it's going to the uk so it's like uh, subscription companies like there's one called beer 52 okay i don't know if you've heard of them before and they're actually based in edinburgh um so beer 52 and honest brew is another um okay So, but, um, you know, uh, distribution companies like that have definitely, definitely saved us.
1: <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. I enjoyed that collaboration with Honest Brew, uh, that that's out recently. Lovely cans oh, there. Way well, um, so. to end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How did that come about? Did, did they sort of come with an idea or do you go to them or it's kind of a, a mix of, uh, mix of both? kind of a mix
2: of both. And um, we actually done two beers for them. The original one that we done, it was called Honest Promise. Um, Okay. The beautiful yeah. paleo. Um but I think honest brew had kind of said, Well, um, you know, we want another one. <laughs> um, and they were doing it in their advent um subscription boxes. So yeah, let it end. Um again it was it was Alex who came up with the recipe, but um when we decided to put the um the the flavourings in it, like the adjuncts, and um, we went with maple syrup and French toast. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs>
1: Which doesn't always work.
2: You guys have to know what you're that's doing. Exactly so. it. That's exactly it. Um, and yeah, it worked out really well. It is incredibly sweet. Very, very, very sweet. Um, I can only handle a little drop at a time. It's maybe a wee bit too sweet for me. Um, but no, I mean that with a chocolate dessert. Oh my goodness! Right. It is just absolutely so delightful. So so delightful. Um, so so yeah. So that's that's kind of how that came about um, with honest brew. So.
1: Yeah, very cool. I think, Sarah, you were, you were asking some questions about the 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 cans and the art might be a good segue to dive into that a little bit. I know we didn't sort of prep too much about that in advance, but would love to hear, like, do you guys have any input? Or does, does uh, I think it's Sophie, just go off and do the amazing artwork? Very uh... much, yeah, yeah. Sophie's so
2: talented. Like, she she truly is. She's just, like, she's got such a creative mind. Um, so, yeah, so basically we tell her the name of the beer um, and then she'll come up with it. I mean, the Jupiters one, I absolutely adore this. So basically, it's oh, I love that. It's a man with a, ju- with a Jupiter head, and oh, uh, a dog cute. wearing like uh, a kind of globe as a hat. <laughs> but it's just yeah, she's so so creative, and again, like the whiplash labels are so distinctive; nobody else does that. Like us. absolutely, um, really. I mean, it's, it's clearly it's not simple, but it's very. Um, it's not too fussy. It's not too in your face. Um, it's it's eye really- that's it yeah definitely even our branding in general yeah um, absolutely like I mean like you know obviously just like our kind of whiplash sign is is, is subtle but very very effective
1: yeah oh absolutely yeah just the, the whole this whole like all the art direction is just so cool and interesting and and not in a way like I know there was a discussion sort of around like beer twitter in the last week or so like oh does it does it put people off if it's too sort of artistic or too and I, I I'm like, it's, nah, I, it, for me, it's for me it's a anyway, full but, package
3: it's the whole package yeah. it's not and we, it is yeah. disappointing when you would buy a beer, like I will buy a beer based on the artwork. I will, sorry, I will. But then sometimes oh. if the can doesn't match the artwork or like the like how yeah. elevated it is, it is disappointing. But I've never had that happen with Whiplash. It's like it's a whole package. It's yeah, like, it ticked all the boxes. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> when I was going to Malloy's, I was like, okay, I need to look for whiplash and you know exactly what to look for and it stands out so yeah. <laughs> I know it's, exactly yeah. what I'm I'm getting
3: yeah it's clean it's modern it's 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 artwork yeah. honestly if this was a poster I would buy yeah. it and put it on my wall they're so pretty Definitely.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So another idea. So yeah, I would love to see all kinds of like. No, I will take five percent you know, of everything. all sales.
3: Thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just in the sale. Posters, like you could do cool stuff like scarves. There would be amazing <laughs> stuff that you could do. Would would totally oh, buy one hundred. Definitely. I mean,
2: like the the merch side of things as well. This is really kind of starting to um, kind of starting to to get the ball rolling with it. Um, as you can see, we've we've started doing beanies.
1: Mm. This, oh, this cute. Is oh, I nice, love the beanie, yeah nice one
2: so hopefully they'll be available on the web shop um pretty soon. the first batch that came in, you know what it is like when merch comes, everyone's like, I want that, I want that. so they disappeared very fast,
1: <laughs> oh I bet
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and I feel like that that is the one thing like like Ireland is still kind of a little behind yeah. on the merch side of things, uh when it comes to sort of brewery merch, like a lot uh will have only men's <sighs> shirts, or you know the that kind of thing or, just just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're like, guys, yeah, especially, but but I wanted, like, like, "Mm
2: -hmm." you know, like, I'm only five foot, and you know, you go go and get these t shirts, and it's like, oh, man's medium, or like, XL. So, the amount of pajama tops that I've got that are pretty t shirts, she would not believe.
1: Oh, that's funny! And actually, maybe a good segue too. I wonder what you found different so far uh, now that you've been, you know, here in Ireland almost a year versus how it how the brewing industry is in the UK and sort of what's similar, what's different, or what if things are. What are things you're like? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we do this this way. Or just what are the, the sort of similarities and differences? To be fair, um, I would say like the one massive difference that I've noticed is the the lack of cask.
2: Um, mm. you know, yeah. really, yeah. which makes you know, us all of a yeah. sudden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's got so much potential for cask ale to be so popular um but it's just it's just not a thing and I miss cask a lot
1: <laughs> like yeah same yeah. there's nothing
2: better you know than watching a pint being pulled from the pill and just having that lovely smooth natural carb just like you know just a really classic pint of ale Um (laughs) so that is definitely one thing that 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 that's the biggest difference, I would say, in terms of um, you know, like kind of what you can get offered um in bars in Ireland. But to be fair, I would say like um a lot of it is the same. Unfortunately, I've not really had the chance to experience, you know, like the kind of proper pub culture here. Um, and or, you know, even just going to visit other breweries. Like that was Mm -hmm. definitely something that I really loved doing in the UK, especially when I was in England, because I was like basically in Buxton and um, you're right in the middle in the middle of England like mm-hmm. it's right smack bang in the middle in the Peak District but you're so close to like Leeds, Manchester, oh, yeah. um, you know you're super close to all these like kind of beer meccas in, in England so I really miss just like you know brewery hopping pretty much um yeah. <laughs> just going around. And, and again like the the craft beer industry uh, especially in the UK um and kind of coming over here as well um it's such a small industry like it's, it's such a really really small yeah. community and like everybody knows everybody again through the festival um circuit which is something that has been sorely missed this year very 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 missed oh, absolutely. um because it's like you're kind of social like you always you know meet the same people and um yeah, it's just it's just always such a laugh. So we are like a really really um, small community. Um, so I would definitely say like I kind of miss that aspect of of just kind of knowing other brewers here. Um, I've not yeah. really had the experience um to actually see people. I I know um Dot Brewery. Do you guys know Dot? Yeah. yeah. So um Shane and Kelly is probably the only <laughs> the only kind of other brewer that I've, I've kind of met properly. Um, so and actually, the Brewery is like five minutes away from my house, which is really cool. So, oh, right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, I would say in terms of like styles of beer, um, it's pretty much it's pretty much the same. Like I've not noticed any like huge differences, um, apart from the cast thing. I would say <laughs> Definitely that's the yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, but again, like I say, it's just like um, our industry is just full of so many amazing people. Eh uh, and yeah it's I kind of miss getting to see everybody
1: <laughs> oh I know we would all love to be you know, out in the world but uh you know baby <laughs> steps we'll, we'll get there and, and I do hope too I do hope cask is going to like you know catch on a little more because there are a couple you know individual places you could go again in the before times and I know in the after times have plans mm-hmm. like the underdog will have their cask Friday and I know the the fellows at four provinces were putting in um you know so sort of one tap handle at their pub but you know had to wait obviously because nothing's happening right now but uh, I hope that as we get more and more out there people just realize oh yeah this is good and uh, I feel like the only other places are like at the Weatherspoons and like (laughs) I
4: I know I have such mixed feelings about Weatherspoons because like they have cask and I love cask but also I know that the owner is kind of a jerk so yeah. i don't know if we want to take that out sarah or leave it in that was such <laughs> a modest
1: <laughs> way to see it as well eight? that was such a modest <laughs> way to see it <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly yeah i don't know if you saw that the dublin by pub uh guys were selling um weatherspoons out of ireland uh t-shirts uh just so it was uh it was a, I an interesting one I sometimes, that. sometimes though
3: like the weatherspoons this might get cut don't worry i was gonna say um <laughs> it's it's Wetherspoons it's it's got its pros and cons but sometimes it's the only option you have and you're
2: like
4: yeah. Yes. sometimes you're at the airport
1: and I it's mean, cheap
4: it's <laughs> so cheap that, that is it as well
2: like you can't you can't beat the the you know the, the kind of two euro or the two pound pint that they that they offer sometimes and <laughs> um, I'll definitely say one thing about Wetherspoons as well and um, it's just the pubs are so soulless because you know there's no music yeah. there's yeah. no atmosphere there's it's just really really, really soulless. Like I know like especially home in Glasgow, um, you'd maybe go there just for like a quick couple just to get the charge going if you're going in a right. night out or whatever. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I try and avoid it as much as possible. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh man, all this talk about yeah. talking about cask though. I have to say I don't know I've had cask. The only time I have cask ale or is when I am traveling in England in the uk and then it's an option i'm like sure i'll try it but i don't really know enough about it to be like oh yeah this is amazing i'm just like oh yeah this is (laughs) i feel so british am i in an episode of inspector morse i don't know i I don't know i wonder why it's really not a big thing over here i don't know
1: yeah i know i I might just be the maintenance like it's yeah, just harder to keep up, you know, to keep it in good quality. That's, that may be. Fine. That is it. I mean, the thing about cask ale as well. I mean, especially in the UK, because it's such
2: a staple part of our culture, um, like you know, our beer culture. Um, <clears throat> the the casks really need to be looked after properly, and um, you know, because when I mean, you can go into a pub sometimes and you can tell, like if they've tapped that cask and say it's been sitting for maybe about four or five days um you know you could, it yeah. starts to turn really quickly that's the thing as soon as the oxygen gets into cask because it's naturally carved and um, you know there's no forced carbonation through it at all um and a lot of them won't be filtered as well and um, and possibly depending on the brewery yeah. they'd maybe um put some finings through it um, and so finings is like a kind of preservative so it maybe keep it going for a wee bit longer um but yeah certainly if that the cask isn't um you know kind of drunk in a a short period of time it goes off really quickly and it can be a nightmare for the publican as well Mm. because you know it's a lot of dedication saying like right so a nine gallon cask which is the kind of most popular um size of of cask and yeah he's really got to push the sales on that beer because they could lose a lot of money Mm. on it Mm -hmm. if, if they don't if they don't um manage to sell it in time
4: yeah, I know that there were some pubs that I went to where we ask about cask and um, so I'm, I won't name the pub or anything, but they were just saying it's it wasn't cost effective because there's just isn't the demand. Yeah. So right. it would go off before they could get get it um, all out the door, you know, which is a shame because like both my partner and I both love cask beers and, uh, you know, we wish that we could. <laughs> like anytime we went there was a a specific pub that usually has cask and every time we went there they'd be like oh we don't have it on we don't have it on it was just a huge disappointment (laughs) because we just loved it so much (laughs) but yeah like and 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 also there are some beers I think that don't lend themselves to cask as well as others Um, yeah, yeah, yeah and I think that there is a huge like we were talking about this before in a previous episode, where there are you see a lot of IPAs out there. And I don't think that they're necessarily the best on cask.
1: And like a double IPA, oh. it's it's you know, you, it's not worth yeah. all your time. It's so gone actually away.
4: Yeah, the thought of a double IPA
2: on cask actually gives me the heat a little
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Do not yeah. And in fact, this is funny. This was actually in the States, so I can say it because I won't name the, the place. And it was a place that normally did a great job with this. But, you know, they'd gotten a, a particular fancy double IPA. They got a cask of it. And I, you know, went and got one. And I was like, I didn't order cider. They must have given me the wrong thing. I was like, oh, oh, okay. No, I see what's happened here. It was. But, you know, they were nice guys. So I didn't want to, like, say anything. I was just like, you know, had a quiet word and was like, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've
2: been in that position so many times as well, like going into a bar and like getting a, a pint of cask and it would either be like, Yeah, it's been it's been sitting for too long um or the yeah. taps hadn't been pulled through properly. <clears throat> Cause that's a big thing. Like um you've really got to do like when I was behind bars, because I was I worked in hospitality, I worked in behind bars for 10 years before I before I moved into the brown side of things. Um and yeah, like I would do like a proper three or four pint pull through and I, it looks like wastage, but actually you're doing the best thing because there's nothing yeah. there's no um kind of old beer sitting in the line um but yeah I've been at a couple of pubs where it's just been like oh god and then you don't want to go off and say like guys by the way like this is yeah. off kind of thing and they maybe get a wee bit argumentative with you and I never want to say well you know actually I'm a brewer <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like it has to be a place where you know them otherwise you're just like you know so I was good. just thinking okay, yeah.
3: especially you know to bring the woman factor in but like they probably, the, they would brush you aside and be like, what do you know? You, you, what yes. do you know about beer? Who are you to say that this beer is off? But that's uncomfortable. I don't know enough about anything to say that this beer is not good. I'd just be like, maybe it's just a beer I don't like, but I wouldn't know if this beer is infected or something.
2: Yeah. Um, Oh, you can always, the the smell is probably the most distinctive thing. Like when you get an eggy pint, (laughs) it's just like the smell of sulfur that comes off it when it's going off is just really, it's not, it's not nice.
4: I I was actually, yeah, I've had that happen. Sorry, I was actually going to ask you, Lindsay, have you ever had that where you've had, you've been mansplained Mm. uh, (laughs) brewing (laughs) or beer or... (laughs) Oh, yes. Out of curiosity. Yeah, I imagine so. (laughs) Yeah,
2: definitely more um, like, you know, festivals and stuff like that. You know, there's always some Mm. (laughs) that would come up and, uh, you know, it's like they try and quiz you, and you're like, why? why are you talking to me like Like, oh I hate that you know and it's just like and they'll they'll say something really technical and then you'll be like well yeah and like you'll answer their question and actually I do love the reaction there has been many a time where it's just been like well you know like you you (laughs) tell them the specifics of that beer because you know you're a huge part in making it Uh, and sometimes it looks on the face it's either like you know kind of like shame or whatever or it's like oh yeah girl you know like you know your you know your stuff kind of thing so but um yeah, certainly the 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 mansplaining <laughs> um, is, is 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 rife. But I mean, I must say as well, like um, the more I am um, the more experienced I, w- I was getting in the the brain side of it, the kind of, I felt like it was I was getting a wee bit less. Um, but certainly at the beginning, I felt really, um, you know, not not um, not defensive, but like you know, like the, like maybe that guy like would say something, I'd go on my high horse, like you know, hmm. who are you to speak to me like that, like you know yeah Um, but but yeah Yeah. unfortunately it it is still a thing
3: (laughs) I was going to actually ask uh based on your experiences both in the UK brewing industry and in Ireland what is there a difference in how people approach you as a woman working in beer there versus Uh, here
2: um again in Ireland I've not really had the much experience um out with whiplash um to really kind of comment here but um Certainly, um, in the UK, I would say that it's um, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to explain. Um, But like, as a female brewer, um, you know, it's either like I said, it's either like you know, you get really kudos, like oh my god, that's amazing, or you still get some people that are just like, you know, you can't do that job. Um, So, but like I say, I've not I've not been able to experience anything um, in Ireland, but certainly um, in the UK. Uh, as time was going on, like I don't know, you kind of like I always forget, not not forget that I'm a female brewer, if you know what I mean. But like, you just kind of get to the point where this is my career, this is my job. Um, you know, so right. you kind of I kind of forget sometimes that there is a wee bit of a um kind of like kind of male hostility towards females in the brewing industry,
1: because um, really it is just the most myopic thing ever. <laughs> the fact that yeah, and especially because you're not thing. like waking up in the morning like. Yeah, you're not like, today I will be a female brewer. Like, doing my job, you know, yeah, my yeah, job. yeah, that's uh, it, that's yeah. it. Um, so, I mean, I would really love to
2: thank because the, the more um, the more progression of uh, women in, in beer is certainly, you know, it's not, it's not going anywhere. Like, it's becoming more and more powerful, and hopefully soon it will just be, you know, it will be people in beer.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: the, the division kind of thing, and I honestly just can't wait for that to be the, the, just the way of life, as beer, opposed to, beer. you know, I am man
1: brewer and I make beer. Uh, Definitely. And I know you mentioned some of this when we did our, our groovy virtual tour a couple of weeks ago, but I wonder if you could tell us about your sort of progression, like you said, from sort of being in hospitality and then being like, hey, I'd like to be on the technical side, be the brewer. What what was that progression like for you? And how uh, did you have to seek out additional training or was it on the job? How did you approach so that? So
2: basically, yeah, um, I started off doing sales um, originally. So like I say, I was I was behind bars for like 10 years between um, uh, the UK, Australia and New Zealand. So I lived overseas for uh, five years. Um, and yeah, so basically it was like, I was pouring it and then I kind of got to the point where it was like, you know, I want to be more involved with a brewery and just, you know, like just working predominantly for a brewery. Um, And yeah, so I started off in sales, um, which I hated. (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) It was just, I mean, I love the fact that I was working with beer full time. That was, that was the only passion that I had. I just wanted to do that. And so when I got the sales job, I worked for a brewery in Scotland called Fine Ales. I don't know if you've heard of Fine Ales before and um, so yummy stuff
1: yeah. FYI, yes, yeah good
2: stuff <laughs> and they're uh, predominantly caspery as well so that's how my kind of love of right. as well. Like that was my my original love um but yeah so <sighs> sales was just kind of starting to to kill my buzz Um, so basically <laughs> yeah just kind of traveling about the thing I really didn't like about it as well it was an incredibly lonely job you know, I was just used to having a team oh, around yeah. me, and like you know, kind of bouncing off other people's energy, and um, and yeah, like I was just terrible at closing sales. Like when somebody was saying no to me, I was like, "Okay, have a good day, see you later." Like you know, <laughs> there was no, there was no kind of pushiness, and uh, yeah, I could feel myself starting to get a bit frustrated with it. Um, so I basically um, approached the brewery owner and just said, like, "I really want to become more. I want, I want to learn." How to make the beer like I've poured it I've sold it now I want to make it that was the kind of the kind of way that it went but um yeah unfortunately at the time uh, there wasn't really kind of space for me in the brewery at that point um, and yeah. I was just trying to get my foot in anyway so I'd applied for the cask washing position um but it was just one of those things that was like the brewery manager well sort of the brewery owner was a bit like um he felt that I was I was too small <laughs> and that I wasn't physically oh. strong enough to do um, and <clears throat> so I mean I could I could understand because, like you know, like you're messing with eighteen gallon eh, casks and everything as well. But I was very, very annoyed, (laughs) and it was like just to get the chance kind of thing. So yeah, I I think the more I was told no, the more determined I was getting. You know, I was like, "This is the job that I want to do, and I won't be told no like this. I am going to do this job." Um, And yeah, I did. (laughs) So it's definitely. like the kind of determination and the passion that I had for it as well it was like um so basically it was all on the job um pretty much like I didn't have any like brewing training or i had done like some small courses especially on tasting and stuff um when I was doing sales but no I didn't have any actual um like brewing qualifications or or anything like that I was just a determined wee wee lassie (laughs) I just wanted to to be part of the production team and and uh yeah, um, unfortunately, I didn't get that opportunity at finals. But um, Bucks and Brewery gave me that opportunity,
1: and that's how it really started. So that's awesome, and it's so it's like it's so experiential. Anyway, it's all about like you know learning how to make the thing that tastes a certain way. Like you, even though you know you can go on lots and lots of courses, especially like you say around tasting. But I, I feel like at least as someone who's done a lot of homebrewing, like you, you yeah. learn by doing. It's it's you know it's the trial and error that really. Teaches you how to how to do it, just because it's so hands on. That's it. So. Definitely, definitely, and I think as well
2: for me, like um, I'm definitely like uh like I, I learned from people. Like if you know what I mean, like I'm more hands on and experienced. Like I could read a book, but unless you're actually doing that thing, you know, like all the time, and uh, the teacher makes such a difference as well. Like when you've got somebody who's really patient and because. Oh, yeah. I must admit, like, at the beginning, um, you know, that way you kind of make mistakes, but I would get really worried, like, oh, no, you know, it was, like, kind of freaking out. And it was just, like, no, like, you have to make mistakes to learn what you're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, I definitely buzz more off of um, people as opposed to, like, kind of, like, uh, like proper, kind of, <laughs> like, reading and stuff. Like, obviously, I do read books. But, um, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, the the hands-on side of it definitely just, it was just the best thing for me um and yeah I just like doing the same thing every single day and it just sticks 100% and yeah
1: so that's that's kind of how I got my, my my way of doing it <laughs> that's awesome and just curious about the the team at whiplash too so I know you're you're the, the you're the the head seller brewer there right. head seller brewer or lead seller brewer yeah, yeah. so how how many All right, lead seller brewer perfect I have I I like it when you have a job title that makes sense. Mine doesn't make sense at the moment, but that's, it's all good. How many people are on the brewing side of of things right now there? And it sounds like, you know, there's still obviously like much more growth to come. Mm, Definitely,
2: definitely. So at the moment, um, the whole team for Whiplash is 10 people. um, And there's four in the brew team. So we work on shifts. So there's a a brewer and a a cellar um, brewer on each shift. Um, So we work in, in pairs. Um, so yeah, so there's four in the brew team, and then we've got packaging, marketing, and quality control. So but all together, we're, we're
1: a team of 10. Ah, it's amazing. 10 people to be turning out all this amazing beer and just getting, the, like, that's that's a lot. So you guys should yeah. just be so proud of yourselves, especially, we're all doing you know, this in especially, a pandemic. So. Like, oh
3: like, this is your one year, the one year anniversary of Whiplash, <laughs> and it's in the middle of a global freaking pandemic. You guys have done amazing. It's just like, if you've done this well in a pandemic sky's the limit really yeah that's totally
2: it <clears throat> I 100% agree oh, totally um yeah it's just I mean so sad like I mean especially when the lockdown kicked in and I was I was seeing posts from breweries at home and you know they were just really really struggling yeah. and it, it just it broke my heart because it was again it was a lot of friends it was people that you know and really, really good sure. well-established breweries and they just lost everything so quickly so yeah. so quickly it was just like one day it was fine the next day it was not um so no I definitely yeah. thank our lucky stars actually um the co-founder Alan Alan Wilf and um, he's in charge of sales and he just knocked it out of the park he, he oh, secured so stuff. many good yeah. good deals for us to, to see us through the pandemic um and yeah he's just he's a superstar <laughs>
1: every team needs a couple of superstars but yeah you've clearly got them just across the board that's <laughs> a full yeah. team of
2: superstars which is which is so unbelievable the team like we are like a little family like I definitely don't think we could have coped yeah. with what what we went through this year if it hadn't been for the lads and um, I think I would have just oh, yeah. had to retreat home because I was so unbelievably homesick at the beginning mm-hmm. just it's that way it's like when you're told oh, you bet. can't go home yeah and it was just like all I want to do is go home <laughs> yeah. but um <laughs> you know, they they um the support from the lads and like I say yeah we're just we're just a, a big happy family um, and we all look after each other and
1: and yeah so it's it's really good to support. that's amazing did anything else oh it's amazing oh sorry did, did anything else change in your role with the pandemic or were you just like wow we got we doubled down or uh were you sort of like well it's kind of business as usual but weird yeah or... I would say like um Oh, it was kind of a bit of a both. See, because you were kind of doing it at the time, it's, it's
2: only when I look back on it that I realise how much work we were actually doing. Um, like yeah. I was saying before, like um, like hopping on the cannon line, um, you know, you were just, you had to be able to do every job. Um, so I'd say definitely the, my role as becoming, like, the kind of Libra evolved from that because um, it was just, like, you know, the, the graft and the hours that we were putting in um, it just really made me like I feel like it made me a stronger employee, that a stronger brewer. and um, because it was just like you were faced with a lot of a uh, very, very you know, hard tasks kind of thing. And um so yeah. so yeah, I would say like um the the kind of the kind of main uh, kind of difference would have been definitely um when we were having to do like the, the Canon work as well. and um, but as the as the kind of restrictions have lifted and uh, we've brought in another kind of full-time packaging um employee. And that kind of spread away, but it just means I could concentrate 100% on on my job.
1: That's awesome. Cool. Now, either this could be Whiplash or somewhere else, but is there an an ingredient, like a weird ingredient you've brewed with where you were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And did it work out? Or were you like, no, we're not doing that again?
2: (laughs) I was actually thinking about this question. Um, So basically, um, when I worked for Buxton Brewery, um, we'd done a lot of collaborations with Omnipolo, um, and there was a lot okay. of very, very strange ingredients going into their beers, all very, you know, like conforming. a couple of them. Um, they'd done a, yeah. a, a stout, it was like a Rocky Roads um, site, which was actually <laughs> delicious. Again, as a dessert beer, oh, unbelievable. But um, we actually put, I think it was maybe, oh, five or six kg of marshmallows into the kettle oh wow so it would get to the point where just, come <laughs> just come to the end and boil and uh yeah we had all these boxes of marshmallows lined up now you know how light marshmallows are so to have that amount and um, it was just like feeding them in feeding them in feeding them in and then actually the lid of the kettle and um, was overflowing with marshmallows oh like we had to like properly like push it down and get it closed so so that was quite unusual but probably the weirdest one Again, it was, a, it was another Omnipolo beer, but we'd done, um, it was like a, a birthday cake paleo,
1: Ooh,
2: gosh. which oh, gosh. Um, was very, very, very sweet. Um, but basically, um, one of my colleagues had came up with the idea to put waffle cones and hundreds and thousands oh. in the mash. <laughs> Oh, wow. which to look at, like, it was so funny because we're all kind of standing on the on the uh, gantry just, like, crushing up these waffles and just kind of, like, chucking them in and sprinkling the hundreds and thousands. I remember looking at it being like, what the hell is this? Like, this <laughs> 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 is actually insane. Um, but they did work out. There was a lot of, um, there was, like, kind of mango juice, pineapple juice. There was like, all these really oh sweet things, like fresh lemon peel. It was, like, a really, really, really bizarre beer and it did work for them. It definitely did work. But yeah, cleaning out that mash tun was not a fun day.
3: <laughs> oh boy.
2: <laughs> like hundreds of thousands everywhere. Like you think you've got the last one and it was just like, oh no, there's loads down there as well. Like, it's well, like the confetti yeah, of the beer you-
3: industry. It's like God damn it, there's <laughs> more <laughs>
2: <laughs> it just never disappears. Never disappears. So, so that was that was interesting. Um, at Whiplash we've I've, I've seen some cool, some cool. Maybe not so much like kind of weird flavors. Definitely the French toast thing was a bit uh, peculiar. <laughs> also, it was like natural fish toast. I was like, mm, how does that work? But, um, but um, one of the uh, grisette beers that we done, um, the grisette thing, had rose water in it. I have that one in actually, the fridge. Uh, Ooh, yeah oh it is delicious I, I love that beer at first I was like oh I'm not really sure how I feel about that and we've done some kind of blind tastings in in terms of how much rose water to put in and it was like that way if that if that oh. was too overpowering it becomes like Turkish delight that mm. kind of <laughs> flavor.
1: Yeah. oh yeah. yeah that's too much so if it, yeah if, it, if, it, if
2: yeah. it was if it was too much it definitely would have been overpowering but it balanced out so so well and actually it became like one of my favorite beers at the time when we done we released a, a kind of Belgian um range a few months ago um and yeah the grisette I mean, I was just like oh my god I can't get enough of this beer and it was such small batch as well that was only a pilot and um, size that we'd done so it was only 8.5 hectoliters. so like when it was gone it was gone it wasn't like you know I love it when it's the big 40s because it just like you know Cans for days <laughs> um but that one was, was super rare um and yeah I loved it I loved it again the artwork on it as well because it was like the rose water and um, so it's like a kind of wine bottle and um, this really kind of yeah kind of rose um-esque kind of thing on the on the outside of it and um, so yeah it just it, it suited the, the, the beer the label suited the beer very much so again back to Sophie's amazing creative mind um, so, so yeah, probably so that was not again, not peculiar, but just really interesting, like super.
3: I have a question actually um, for just a general, like uh, for brewers and you, how do you come up with the concept for a beer, what you want it to taste like, how do you brainstorm those flavors and what you want that end product to be, or is what you start, the idea that you have for a beer that you start out with is that, does it, like it must change along the way, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like how do you create those? Years in your brain and bring them to reality.
2: <laughs> I think as well, um, probably like um, like kind of past inspirations, possibly. You like you know you kind of remember something you'd maybe had in a beer from another brewery, um, or I mean like I mean Alex does the majority of our recipes, um, and he was an a, an amazing homebrewer. That's how that's how Whiplash kind of started with with his homebrewing. Um, so I think he takes a lot of inspiration from the beers that he's done before. Um, and actually his mind for recipes is is pretty out there there is some things like you know you can maybe look at a recipe or you maybe just know that it's not going to work or there there needs to be some tweaks um in terms of like like, you know maybe that the malt was too much or maybe that malt wouldn't work there and again it's just all like kind of trying to balance out those those flavors and like any sort of like sweetness bitterness anything like that so yeah I think um just the, the more that you're working with beer um, and again, like the more inspiration you get from other breweries, other countries um, is, is is really um, a kind of big part of it as well. Um, just thinking to yourself. And I mean, that's the great thing about um, uh, the small kit that we've got at Whiplash and the small tanks that we've got because we can do experimental beers. Like if it was something like super wacky, uh, you know, you could just go for it. Um, if it works, amazing. And then we'd maybe do it on a bigger scale. And if it doesn't work, Oh well. <laughs> kind of thing. So
1: Yeah, you're not you're not investing all that in like your ingredients and like losing your tank space for months, yeah. <laughs> you know, potentially.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I mean the the fact that we've got so much room to to kind of play um with that is is amazing. Um, and really I think as well, like in terms of the team, like we would all sit down and my baby like, oh, you know, I like this, I like that, and then you know, hopefully um, you know, the kind of ideas kind of all come together uh to produce these fantastic beers
1: (laughs) oh that sounds amazing i think this is a perfect spot to say we'll take a beer break and we will come back and we will be refreshed with new beers so listeners we'll see you on the other side hey
0: this is bean and you're listening to the Beer
1: ladies podcast And welcome back. We're back from our beer break. So I I think we've all gone and got ourselves another whiplash beer here and there. I've gone for the rollover because again, keeping it low key since I may have to drink another one after this. So we'll have to see how it goes. But I think Hillary, over to you. What what have you got now?
4: I'm on the bone machine. Another one with fantastic artwork. By the way, this one is a 6.2% IPA. Pale malt, oat malt, wheat malt, brew one, Oh, something I can't pronounce in Cascade. So <laughs> the U. <laughs> so one, E K U A N O T. Equinot. Yes, equinot. Okay, lovely. Yeah, it's. I had a taste of it. It's very nice, very citrusy. Actually, as you say, well mm. balanced. I didn't. Uh, it's not. I don't taste much bitterness to it at mm. all. I was surprised. Very nice one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's delicious. It's definitely one of my my faves. Definitely.
3: I grabbed a can since we just talked about it and I was very curious. I got the Grisette Treminer. Treminer, Treminer. Treminer. And and that is really pretty. Again, the artwork. But I just tasted it because it's orange zest and rose flower and like rose water. Normally I find rose water, like if it's too overpowering, it's very grandma-y, like Mm. bathwater-y kind of. I just had a sip this is delicious uh I really like this and this is coming from someone who's not a big fan of rose things but this is really really good and I think that color like
2: it's just a really nice color it's so lovely and light um and yeah like I was saying before like the the balance of the the rose water Mm. and there's nothing overpowering about it at all it's it's no it's, it's
3: fantastic not overpowering whatsoever I really like
2: this oh I'm so glad I'm so glad um, awesome. So I am following Sarah's suit and I'm on the old Heart of Chambers. Oh, beautiful. So beautiful double porter um, with some lovely coffee from Dublin-based 3FE. And yeah, it's uh, the coffee content in it as well. It's just it's so roasty mm-hmm. and just really, it just sits so well. It sits so well and like the smell of it as well. It's just oh, it's so delightful. It's definitely a winter beer.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. And I grabbed it. I
3: was like, oh, this is perfect. It's freezing outside. And it's yeah. like, and And I'm like, oh, this is this is just so nice right now. That was a really good pint. Yeah, wow, <laughs> beautiful.
1: and actually kind of a perfect beer. I know we talked a little bit about this before, but to sort of dig into it a little further, curious if there's a brewery you would really love to do a collaboration brew with or maybe not a brewery, maybe like like 3FA, something that's just totally outside the industry that would just be another cool collaboration partner you've not had the chance to work with yet. What's the kind of dream there? um
2: i would love to do a collaboration with a a scottish brewery (laughs) Um, there's a um glasgow-based brewery called overtone i don't know if you've you've heard of them or had any of their beers unfortunately they don't ship um Uh, outside the uk at the moment but um i've been following them since they started and actually i feel like they're a bit of a kind of glaswegian equivalent to whiplash oh interesting in terms of quality and styles um, you know, the kind of beers that they're putting out are very are very alike to us. Um so I would love to do a collaboration with them. Another one I would love to do um is on the other side of the world, but um the Garage Project in New Zealand.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Again, they are putting out some amazing beers. so yeah, like I say, I lived in New Zealand for a long time. Uh and I was lucky enough to go back last year for my uh, best friend over there. She was getting married. So um I went back over for the wedding. Um I was the maid of honour and it was just Oh. unbelievable but mm-hmm. the way that the New Zealand um, craft beer scene has exploded since I was there like I, I left there in 2013 okay. um, and then going back I was just absolutely blown away with the the quality oh, of the beers and obviously because they produce such unbelievably amazing hops
5: and oh, um, sure.
2: Nelson Savon being one of the, the kind of like in my top five favorite hops of all time but the the terroir like what they've got in New Zealand where it's like that kind of mixture of like a lot of tropical heat but a lot of like really good rain and, and oh uh, the, the hops over there are just unbelievable so yeah so I'd like to I'd like to do a collaboration with them Um <laughs> actually I was talking to Alan uh, about this kind of question and he had said that one um, company or like one brand that he would love to do a collaboration with is um, Capri Sun <laughs>
3: oh my <What>? gosh <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! How okay, good
2: would it be if it was like the the packaging was like the little pouch? Yeah, uh, you know, you got the little straw, and you can burst it open. So, but um, but yeah, that's that's it's very silly. But it's, oh it's
3: my very gosh, cool. that's funny. I would oh, buy no. that. <laughs> I love Sun When I was a kid, I used to put them in the freezer and wait till they get kind of like slushy. Like oh. cut off the top and then eat it like a like frozen drink.
1: It was so good. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing so can can you imagine too being able to like take that to the park you know not have to like hide your bag of cans but like have something super (laughs) portable like that you know like it's just a capri sign officer (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny although it it puts me in mind too i've had some just amazing amazing beers in in hawaii because they also get beers from new zealand in hawaii and then they get like best of like all possible worlds you're like why can't everyone have this variety oh my god (laughs) I know
2: I know like to be able to get them so readily available would just be so fantastic but then again I suppose like with the freshness of the IPAs and and everything like um I mean in the UK like uh, there's uh, the NZ Collective um, and distribution company so they they bring a lot of beers over but again they're not always guaranteed to be super fresh which is a shame yeah yeah
1: yeah, back in the day I used to like always get the 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 MOA beers because for a while it was the only one I guess you could get in the States from New Zealand. And sometimes it would be great, and other times not so much for the same beer. And you're like, oh uh, well, it's not their I fault. Had,
2: Yeah, I had the same experience with um Tuatara. I don't know if you've if you've had any oh, Tuatara beers. Yeah. Um so that was actually like when I kind of started getting into the brewing side of things. Um there's an amazing bottle shop in Glasgow uh, called Well How is Goat? Oh, and uh, they wonderful. got, a, like, the first time I seen Tuatara, because they're the packaging, like, the, the bottles, it's like um, lizard skin. Oh. So they've got really nice. unique bottles. Um, And I remember I saw it, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. And, again, it was a Nelson Savon single hop um, paleo. And I, the first time I got it, I was blown away. Like, it was such an amazing beer. Um, and then the second time I got it, it wasn't it wasn't oh, as, oh, as amazing. No. But, um. Gosh they also uh, a fantastic uh tiramisu stout oh interesting and uh i mean the, the one thing i love about stouts i mean i love stouts full stop anyway um but the fact that you know you've not got that kind of worry of the freshness you know like yeah. hops fade yeah. fast there's not really any hops in it so it's yeah. just you know it's good all year round
1: <laughs> that's that's actually been my my sort of um my sort of strategy for for going to places as they're just reopening here in dublin i'm like well i'll just have the stout because that's going to be fine no matter what like i'm sure most of the places i would go anyway i do a good job of cleaning their tap lines and everything else but at the same time i'm like you know nothing's going to be wrong with the stout so just go with that it's going to be fine. i've I've certainly been some places where the ipa was not as fresh as it could have been but you know we've been Mm. locked down no one's no one's at fault here so
2: yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it annie yeah, even when you do get that pint, you're like, oh, it's probably not so fresh. You're still going to drink it anyway.
1: Exactly, exactly. You're like, <laughs> yeah. this was a pint that was, you know, you know, somebody Some... handed to me. <laughs>
3: it's, I'm not in my house. Yeah. I'm somewhere else. Somebody served <laughs> me. No, but that, Speaking of like, you know, you were talking about going to New Zealand and like having those fresh beers. And that's the one thing I really miss is like, obviously like travel this year. And oh, yeah. we always made a point of it to go to the local bars i would always look up reviews online or untapped and see what was hot like what it, was everybody talking about and i'm like that's what i want to try when i go somewhere like we went to edinburgh a, a year ago and we all we did everything that was like what was the hot craft beer that everybody was talking about or what should i have i miss that so yeah, much
2: oh, unbelievably yeah yeah And um, did you have any beers from a uh, pilot when you're in edinburgh
3: you know, I'm not sure, but I had some recently. It was really good. It was uh, it was a weekend trip, and we probably had a lot of beer. I can't remember unless I go back <laughs> at my Untapped profile and like, and
1: you're like oh yeah,
3: I know. But that's why I like Untapped because I don't remember everything. It's been I can't, like go back to that day. Oh yeah, that beer was good.
4: It's been years <laughs> since I've been to Edinburgh, but I remember going to the Hanging Bat. Yes, I was. We tried to go there
3: off of your recommendation.
4: Yeah uh it was so cool and but they had a tap takeover from tiny rebel oh, okay and yeah and i like their beers i think they're they were a little bit problematic with some sexism recently but um yeah. but i did their beers were like and i will like i have said before i'm not a stout drinker but there was a um praline stout that they had that was unreal oh, they like I've had their marshmallow porter,
3: something that has like the Stay Puffed man on it. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. so yeah. good.
2: <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, um, I really like their um, Cali Paleo
4: Tiny Rebel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like produce them? a good beer. I, I'll give them that. Like.
1: Oh, I wish that had happened when I lived in, I lived in Wales many, many, many years ago and there was nothing like your your only local beer was like Brains, which is fine in its its own way. But like, there was not like a local, like cool independent thing. It was just like your one beer that's really good on cask, but then the other stuff's maybe not so great. And that was it. And then, um, and now there's all this stuff, but again, this was, cause I'm an old, it was a long time ago, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would really love to go um, and visit there because they you've got a big massive tap um, ah. On site at the brewery as well, and like I've, I've seen loads of pictures of it. But um the, the tap area looks like such a cool place to hang out. I would really like to, to go and visit them for sure.
1: Yeah, I, in theory, you know, boat right away, but you're know, not not at the moment. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but no, yeah. but um,
2: but uh, like you're saying, Hilary, the, the hanging bat in Edinburgh is I uh, love that bar so much. it's um, great. Like I was. Lucky enough, um, last year, just while I was waiting um, for the p- position to start here in Ireland, um, one of my friends, uh, she's the main organizer of the Edinburgh International Book Festival. Oh wow! Um, so I got the opportunity to go and to go and work and actually like build the site and like be part of the site team. Um, with her, which was a, an unbelievable experience, but um, yeah, we spent a lot of time in the hanging bat be <laughs> 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 like, right, you know, you're finished work. Like everybody, run up here. We go trying to get a seat outside. Like, um, so, but no, it's, it's a really, really cool bar, and I like how they've got their own little kit as well. So they do like their own, their own small batch beers, um, and the fact that you can see it as well, you know, and um, like through the through the the glass in the wall, it's, it's it's a really cool spot.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So it sounds like you still have quite a few sort of favorite, uh, favorite Scottish breweries. Certainly, where you're like, oh, oh
2: I <laughs> uh, truly do. Like, I yeah. really do. Like the craft beer um scene in Scotland has just gone from strength to strength. And um, there's kind of new kids on the block, like um Vault City. I don't know if you've heard of Vault City, but they are um, Edinburgh based as well. But they're a similar brewery um and oh god I remember I remember going to a beer festival in Glasgow and like nobody had heard of Vault City and uh, they'd done an an iron brew sour oh my gosh
1: (laughs) that's so funny like the most Scottish beer you could possibly make that's hilarious
2: wow oh my god and I was so intrigued I was just like iron brew sour and I tell you what it was bloody delicious like I was so so impressed with it I was like (laughs) could this be any more Scottish like um, how funny you just have to um, add a fry, deep fried Mars bar in there, or <laughs> even <laughs> a deep fried square slice or something like that. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So um, there's another new one. New barns um, have opened in Edinburgh as well. Edinburgh has really got some some really cool craft breweries going on at the moment. But the New Barns people, it was um, I think it was two people that had um, previously worked for the Kernel Brewery in
1: London. Oh. Oh,
2: which we can finally get
1: here in Ireland, so yay.
2: Yeah, yeah, finally, finally. And like, I love the Kernel. It is a phenomenal brewery. Um, So So so, yeah, New Barnes is is opened um, in Edinburgh as well. But yeah, like I say, the the scene in Scotland is just getting bigger and bigger. Um, There's also a brewery up in uh, Stonehaven, which is like kind of close to Aberdeen, um, called Six Degrees North and they're very like kind of belgian inspired okay and um, and their beers are, are really good if you ever get the opportunity if you ever see them i would definitely recommend picking up mm-hmm. some some 60 north um, and sounds good yeah they're, they're really good
1: oh my gosh that's amazing so I think I'm going to circle back on this because I want to hear more about favorite beers but before we do that what you know what if anything is your advice for someone who's looking to get into the brewing industry and and would you have any sort of special advice for women looking to get into the brewing industry or Are you just like just do you curious what your your take is there
2: I would definitely say yeah just do you I would certainly say that um, passion and determination will take you a long way um I think as well for 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 women um, again like I was saying before it really hurts my brain to think that that's you know like a thing that they they, they have yeah. to like kind of push you and you almost feel like you've got to prove yourself and um, almost kind of thing like you know you're in this man's world right um <laughs> uh, so yeah like um but my advice would definitely be just like just don't take no for an answer you know, if you love something so much and you care about it and you've got the passion for it, it definitely shows through. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, um, the way that I kind of got myself here to where I am now is just by complete and utter, like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Um, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you could go for a million interviews. You could do, like, loads of trials. And again, that's why I've done uh, trials at a few breweries before I, I actually got the job at Buxton. Um, but... Yeah, it was just like the the, the determination. If you know that how much you love doing something, um, then yeah, like just just perseverance.
3: <laughs> there was a there's a phrase I heard somebody say a couple months ago that's always stuck in my head now. Like you know, applying for jobs or doing whatever. It's go and get your no. Just hmm. just go and get your no. You you get you don't know until you try. Go and get your no. That's I it. That was a really good way of approaching it, and it sounds exactly like that. Just. Just you just have to go out there and be determined.
2: That's it. That's totally. I actually really like that. Same. I like I like that, that a lot. Um. But yeah, like I think as well. Um. You know, just when you care about a job so much, um, that you know you just like you know in your heads that's what you're going to do. I remember speaking to my friends and family, just being like, you know, this is this is where I can see myself going, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm going, pretty much. And uh, yeah, it just it really does it, it proves to yourself as well, that, um, you know, you can do anything you want. If you want to do something and you set your mind to it, you know, like you said, don't take no for an answer. Like, just, just put it on and and and, and get it. So, and it,
3: it has to be so gratifying and satisfying to know, like, if you know in your gut that you've chosen the right path for yourself and, like, this is it. No one's going to stop me. And it's, like, that's such a nice feeling because you can go down a path and question yourself all the time. Like, this is, like very like esoteric or whatever these thoughts but it's like you could you, this could be applied for anybody in anything that they do but I'm just like it feels really good to know that you know that you're making the right choice for yourself so I bet you feel really Definitely. like you're like this is you've made the right choice going to whiplash and moving here and
2: off oh, 100 trillion percent like uh, the one thing that I love the most and that I'm so overjoyed that is like I wake up in the morning and I can't wait to go to work
1: That's amazing. Like,
4: I love going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream. Seriously. That's so nice. It's, you know, it's been a long time since I felt that, and I want to feel that again. But yeah, that is, that's amazing.
2: It's so good. And as well, I mean, at Whiplash, don't get me wrong, like, we all have bad days. Sure. You
4: know, like, something
2: goes wrong. Like, maybe there's, you know, like a process that you're doing that if one thing goes wrong it's like a kind of tidal wave it's like you know oh my god that went wrong and then everything goes wrong you're like oh my god um but we have bad days but I can 100% say that I never have like I I, at work every day I have a laugh
0: like you know you have a bad day
2: but it's still a good day do you know what I mean like um
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah, there's not there's not a minute in there where you're just like oh god I hate this or, or anything like that it's just like when things do go wrong it's just like oh well carry on but then you just yeah everyone is just we're just such a really good bunch of of crazy people uh they got on so well and like you know you could just look at one like look at one of my colleagues and I could be like oh I'm having a bad day and then they'll say something or like just do a silly dance or whatever and it's just like oh
1: that's (laughs) yeah oh that's wonderful
3: (laughs) that that says a lot about the team as well like that you're all so supportive of each other that you get along and like I don't know. Maybe it just makes me feel like I want to buy more Whiplash because you guys are all
4: nice. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> want to support Whiplash? They're nice to Lindsay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but like, like I was saying before, like we are a proper, a proper family, um, and yeah, the banter. Oh god, the banter uh-huh. is just <laughs> unbelievably. Like, you can definitely tell that we're all kind of handpicked um or like obviously what we do our talents and our, our careers and like you know our jobs and everything but you can definitely tell we've been picked for personality as well because oh that's all, awesome uh, a unique bunch of it's,
4: people. so alex is alex laws right that's right yeah yeah i've met him before he used to work for rye rivers yes that's yeah. correct yeah 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 yeah. Thanks yeah he has such a dry humor I don't know if you I'm I'm friends with him on Facebook actually. I'd met him a, a good few times and we chatted and I'm friends with him on Facebook and his humor is so dry. Like it's, yeah. it's it could be very you'd be like, Are you joking? Or <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like him. He's a he's a really cool guy. And I I remember years ago when I met him when he was still at Rye River and he was saying, Yeah, we're gonna open up this like tasting bar and stuff and you the ladies should all come down and you know and they were super supportive and yeah he, so he's a he's a great guy he's lovely. yeah
2: his sense of humor is is just amazing and actually <laughs> um Alex is just he's such a kind man as well like so he's looking after and um, the people who can't go home for Christmas so there's Aww. there's four of us that are from overseas so there's myself and um, there's Enrique, who's one of the brewers, who, funnily enough, actually, Enrique and I worked together at Buxton.
1: Oh, really? Um, oh, funny. So, oh, wow. yeah,
2: so <laughs> I got the job here. And then, yeah, a few months later, Enrique got a job as well. So And we were housemates in Buxton as well. Uh-huh. So, like, the total uh-huh. team, it was just, like, you know, it was just unbelievable. But, um, yeah, so there's myself, Enrique, and uh, Luke, who's the other um, cellar brewer, and Louis, who's quality control. Um, unfortunately, we're not getting to go home for Christmas, so... Sure. Alex okay. is looking after us. Uh, so we're going to his house for three days.
4: Oh, that <laughs> is oh so that's so sweet. sweet. So good. Oh, and, my gosh. He's such a sweetheart
2: as well. Like, so he went around all of us and said, like, in your family, what's the one tradition that you have on Christmas Day? Like, what's oh. the one food that you love? And yeah, he's catering for all of us. So, Alex,
4: you've been exposed. We know you're a sweetheart. <laughs> 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 I know, we and all love of us, you now,
1: <laughs> all of us here in like weird corporate jobs are like, hang on a minute yeah I'll get that wait oh that's amazing
3: actually last night was supposed to be my husband's work party and everybody ditched the plan so he was really down he's like I bought really nice cans of beer nobody wants to have a party and I'm like I'll have a party with you I've never had a work Christmas party so we had a few drinks last night and oh but that's so sweet yeah yeah
1: that's that's adorable I love that yeah, that's um, when you've made the right call. I mean, that's the thing. When they look after you and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
2: definitely. I mean, I think throughout all of this as well, um, just like I was saying before, like with the homesickness and everything, like <clears throat> the lads have been so unbelievably supportive. Like, um, So back in July when the restrictions kind of lifted and the flight started again, um, I was booking a flight back to Scotland uh, and I went home to surprise my family and um, but like I obviously said to the lads first and foremost like are you okay with me doing this and um, because you know if you were uncomfortable with it then then I won't do it um, but they were just like no nah, go like Aww. pick the flight go like see your family see your friends um, and I'm uh, so grateful that I got to do that then because everything else like oh, all yeah. holiday plans after that I fell apart and I never got to go yeah. home
4: again oh definitely um, definitely yeah.
2: Uh, so, but no, the 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 two of them, like Alex and Alan, they're just like like my brothers.
1: Like, yeah.
4: oh, that's so nice. Preaching to the choir, girl. You've got <laughs> three women here who haven't been able to see our families. So. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so tough. as it's right?
3: You said it earlier. It's it's the um not knowing, you know, during the pandemic you don't know when you can go back again. It's yeah. it, that's what is actually mm-hmm. driving people crazy. It's like when is the, when there's no deadline, you don't know what you're looking forward to and yeah. it drags on and on and on. And you have no idea when the end is coming. That's what drives you nuts. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm actually yeah. doing this. If I knew that there was an end in sight, it wouldn't be so bad cuz you could count down. But not knowing, that drives you nuts. Totally.
1: Totally. Oh, but that's yeah. so cool
3: yeah so cool. I think it's like
2: um yeah like I was saying before like just being told that you can't go back it's like oh god it makes you even more yeah. like oh god like yeah but so it's, homesick, it's having but- a
3: really really good employers that take <clears throat> care of you like that that's so sweet mm. and then having a good group of friends like you know our beer ladies group, and then the podcast, keeping you like us busy and thinking yeah. about things and planning. It's it's been helpful. So that's a sign of a good employer for you.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I have to say, like as as a fellow purple haired person, like finding an employer who's cool <laughs> with your purple hair is not simple. Like you gotta you gotta work
0: at that.
2: So. That's it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Like. Purple hair says a lot, actually. I really love yours, Lisa. it's thank you. I I just got it
1: (laughs) repurpled yesterday, so it's very vibrant. But oh, thank you. But again, there are amazing people here in Dublin. I mean, that's the long and short of it. Is there are just amazing people. So yeah Shout out to Susie. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, definitely. I think in terms of like um, you know, like kind of having that support unit around you, and again, like you say, just like Irish people are amazing. (laughs) Like. It just I feel like Scotland and Ireland are very much alike anyway um mm-hmm. but in terms of the you know like just the, the loveliness of the people Um I, I did feel like home when I when I was here and it was just like you know kind of like you can't go home it was like well I can't go home home but I do feel like I'm I'm home here yeah. um Aww. and yeah just like meeting new people and it's just like you feel like you've known them all your life like
1: <laughs> yeah it's that's so, so nice
2: like, so and nice. it sounds
1: like, you know, you've obviously like found your space. So where do you see yourself progressing in the next couple of years? Like what's the next, uh, you know, do you start to produce the recipes? What's that? Or, you know, your own, more of your own recipes. What's the next step up within Whiplash or how do you oh, see it evolving?
2: Hopefully. I mean, I would, I would love, I'd love to have that opportunity, but really for the next time, um, like kind of year, my plan is just to really knuckle down study. I want to get yeah. a few qualifications um, that I've been, I've been waiting to do. I really want to get them over the line. Um, and yeah just kind of progressing into a shift brewer um and yeah I think as well like I mean anything that I'm doing with Whiplash as long as I'm there that's that's uh that's that's the kind of the main thing but uh, the progression side of it I mean Whiplash as a brewery is all about education
4: oh, that's amazing. like I would
2: definitely say that's one thing they are so so passionate about everybody being the best that they can be and doing their job um which is which is great and then like yeah going on to the qualifications a few of the lads are doing diplomas i'm doing my general certificate um and actually our lead brewer Kean, who is actually my housemate as well which is which is Aww. really cool so that's awesome uh, he um yeah he's harriet watt you know he's done his masters at harriet okay. he's a very 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 talented brewer like he's yeah he's he's a really really cu- clever very very smart lad and the fact that I live with him as well it's great because he's just like a fountain of knowledge like even Aww. if we're just sitting with a couple of beers after work or or whatever and we just talk about beer constantly like that is pretty much the, the topic of conversation all the time like I think our, our last housemates as well um because we'd always be talking about hectoliters, you know what <laughs> <laughs> oh, <there's, laughs> Uh, our our old housemate was just like oh my god the heck chat is too much (laughs) that's so funny
4: what what an endorsement though saying as long as I'm with Whiplash like what an endorsement for the company that's incredible (laughs) honestly I like you don't you don't hear that a lot and that's amazing I love that yeah I
2: feel so unbelievably blessed to be to be here and to be part of this team and the fact that you know we're young and I had to be here from the beginning, like I feel like yeah. we're like kind of OG, you know, like um, yeah, yeah. It's it's
4: it's so special, like and like I say, I really I am blessed to be here. So, Lindsay, when when things return back to normal. Do you want to come and join some of our meetups with us and I hang out? And <laughs> love I would love to. I definitely want to be part of, part awesome. of your group. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, we would love to have you.
1: You're here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, yeah.
4: You're in. You're in. I know.
3: Well. I'm Amazing. getting the warm fuzzies talking about whiplash. Aww. Like I never thought I'd feel like
4: oh, I really love this song. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then fun. obviously
2: like. Once, once everything's over and done with, once we're past the mark, um, you ladies need to come to the brewery and hang out with me. Oh god, yes, yes, yes. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm still advocating for a collab brew. We should
4: do one. That would be interesting. It would be so fun. We've only done one so far with Trouble, so it'd be great to get another one in. For sure. Oh, I, it would, be, would cool. be an
3: education like i feel like i would learn so much just by like oh, yeah like,
4: get, like l- just let me hang
3: out in the in the in the shop and just be like i'm just gonna watch just do your <laughs> thing i'm gonna look <sighs> oh,
2: my goodness That'd but no and so international sad. women's day in march we should definitely
1: that's right
2: like, yes. for that. i'll quarantine for this i will <laughs>
4: quarantine for two weeks for this. <laughs> so will um, i
1: I mean, I'm doing well, it anyway, right?
4: Like, this, there you go. This, the speculation is that we'll all be va- vaccinated by the end of March anyway, so. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. Um, At least the first go around. Who knows?
4: We might. Fingers, fingers, crossed. Crossed. fingers toes, legs, arms, uh, everything. See, crossed. this is the everything other benefit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other benefit of living in a small country is we have relatively small population to, you know, that's true. work through. That's, so That's
4: true. I mean, yeah. If you think on the whole island, it's what, 6 million? so that's not you know that's not terrible four million in the republic six million on if you include the north like some that's... of them are starting right away so yeah exactly yeah that's right they're they're uh part of great britain they'll be doing their own things so <laughs> yeah same with scotland as well for now for now yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um but no you're so right like the fact that we're we're a, we're a small a small country then it gives us hope that it's not going to be too long that we're waiting
1: yeah absolutely so i know we're we're sort of coming toward the end but but before we we let you go first of all looking to get your favorite current whiplash beer and your favorite beer by someone else and then i think you have some some stuff to tell us after that but we'll start with those
2: (laughs) so i'd say my favorite whiplash beer at the moment um it's actually one it's called hot pursuit um and it's a beer that we've done specifically for beer 52 um, unfortunately I don't think it's gonna be readily available um yeah. without going through beer fifty two, but oh my goodness, it is just so delightful. Like um how is it four? I think it's four point one. It's four something. Um and uh oh my goodness, it's just so light and fresh, so much like citrus flavor coming through it and it's just like it's smashable. That's the words that I like to I like to use. Smashable. Um <laughs> I love it. and um heart chambers as well obviously is is delicious um have you heard
1: of the stout um fatal deviation oh yes yes i had a fatal deviation a couple weeks ago and that was gorgeous yes
2: oh my goodness like as a like a kind of winter warmer i mean it's 10 percent, so it's not one that you're gonna (laughs) you're not gonna drink it fast or have a lot of it but um just as a winter warmer uh like i had i had one when i was putting up my christmas tree the other day like just kind of we suffer kind of things. It was so
1: one of the things I had watching thing. the toy show, so I was like, not replaced by the end. <laughs> <scared> <laughs> <to be here. laughs> Hope you didn't spill any Fanta I did not I spill any Fanta
3: <laughs> I actually just thought about, like, you know, how you were talking about a Capri Sun inspired beers so we should have a Fanta slash toy show slash oh, oh my for god. fuck's sake it's
1: collab
2: <laughs> oh god but the best part was his face he was just like I know <laughs> and, it, and it cut back to the girl and she's
3: like <laughs> i have like, definitely heard that at home too you know it's a bad
2: word he knows but yeah I'm thinking about like kind of favorite beers like out with whiplash um, it's so difficult, like I must say, like I'm, I, am i am so like I just I love all styles. Like there's not really any style that I don't like. Um, but I would definitely say like, um, Cezanne Dupont has got to be up there with my. Oh yeah. Like if I, if i had a go to if I'm in a bottle shop and I see Cezanne Dupont, I am all over that. Actually, I've got a bottle chilling in the fridge at nice. the moment. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of love everything. <laughs>
3: that's actually that's a really good point and I, I i said that on twitter the other day i was in a conversation about like what kind of styles you like at christmas or winter and somebody said they like stouts which i like and brown nails and i generally don't like brown nails but then of course i had a brown ale right after i tweeted that <laughs> i was like actually this is delicious this is why you should not write off a style
4: yeah you never that. know I love a brown ale, actually. I love a brown ale. Oh, I adore brown ale on cask as well. Oh, Oh, yes. That is a, see, and this is what I, goes back to my point about what styles are more suited to cask, but a brown ale on cask or an amber on cask. Oh perfection.
1: Mild mild I'm always going to be like, you know, team mild or or just team like lovely porter. Oh, yeah, the mild. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's a classic Scottish uh, style, the old the old mild. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. what did
4: I have in in Edinburgh? It was called it was a was it nutty black or something like that? What uh nutty it was something it was on cask and it was just it was and I think it was called something like nutty black and I was like well that pretty much describes the beer because it was like a nutty (laughs) but it was so so nice Kelly would be able to to say because she was with me I was with her (laughs) you were together together in Edinburgh (laughs) drinking beer and I think it was called nutty black I'll have to go back on my untapped because I'm just oh, sure. yeah,
1: frantically scrolling through. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I think um, as well, like any any um, kind of
2: stout on on cask as well. It's just like I always describe it. as like drinking velvet. Oh, mm.
1: absolutely! Smooth,
2: just like beautiful kind of casual head, like you know, like again with the natural carb. It's not like you know, kind of knocking you out with the fizz. Um,
1: yeah, it's just. I'm
3: like, laughing at. I'm laughing at casual head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah good luck getting that name through the ttb yeah. Or, <laughs> right
4: yeah i'm sorry get your mind out of the gutter sarah you're lowering
1: the tone sarah lowering the lowering
4: t- the tone <laughs> dirty, dirty mind <laughs> we love it we do love it it's funny
2: oh, dear. but um but uh yeah actually the the bray that I used to work for finals in scotland uh they do a style called sublime and oh. uh I think it's like 6.6 percent but honestly on cask it is unbelievable it is a oh. really just oh god it's so nice like just really warming and just makes you feel all nice and fuzzy inside like yeah it's it's a really good one. one
1: oh that sounds amazing well Lindsay thank you so much for being with us but I I, I understand too little birdies tell us that you have something to say that's going to be out in the world by the time this podcast drops so that's true yeah yeah
2: so, um, all going to plan whiplash are announcing their beer festival for twenty twenty one and the beer, the festival itself is called fidelity and um, this will be the, the second the second run of fidelity There was one last year, obviously there was supposed to be one this year, but that did not happen um but yeah, so it's a two day event this time it was just one day last year cool. um it was going to be a two day event this year, and it's going to be in the mansion house in Dublin city centre. Um, the tickets go on sale on Monday, which is tomorrow the 7th of December, I believe. And they are going to be $62.50. But you pay for the ticket and that is it. Once you're in there, That's brilliant. everything is, is covered in the <gasps> ticket. And oh. the amount of breweries, the amount of breweries that um that will be attending the creme de la creme from around the world, not even just Ireland and the UK, but we are talking international here. Um last last year and um, the the guys that came over from america was just like unbelievable like other half were like the big kind of oh. one of the big sensations and the other one was I uh, i don't know do you know garage brewery in barcelona
1: yeah 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 yes. i was oh, to the cans around yeah
2: they. oh god they brewed up a storm but they, this brew they're just so unbelievable and um, so yeah so there's going to be a, a really 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 amazing and um, brewery and um, list which is going to be announced in January. I think they're going to start um, oh, releasing fantastic. the brewery, the brewery announcements. So fingers crossed, everything goes to plan. Which I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it's going to. Like I've got no negative thoughts about this mm-hmm. at all. Good vibes only. Yes. Good vibes only. Totally. That's the one. leaf. Um. But yeah. So it's just going to be a really fantastic event. And. I would highly recommend like when I was here last year for it it was probably one of the best beer festivals that I've been to and I came over by myself as well Um, like I had no no plus one (laughs) Um, so I just thought I'm just going to come over and you know that way like again like being in the beer industry but even if I wasn't in the beer industry they meant a people that just like I, I probably had a better time by myself because they meant a new people that you meet they would just yeah. like, I'd be outside and be like, Oh, how are you doing? And oh, yeah, it was just uh, an unbelievable event. So, yeah, get your tickets.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I think awesome. we're convinced we're like, We want to yes. support Whiplash. are oh, a wonderful family.
4: Uh-oh. Oh, 100%. like, I'm and, gonna like, be on there, go get my ticket ASAP. Yeah, Stop so everyone, get so your vaccinations, like, don't line. be
1: weird. Yeah, just go for it. Yeah, we're yeah, we want this to be successful. 100% oh that is Definitely. so great
2: yeah so, so well, yeah middle of you. july the 16th to the 17th of july oh nice
1: Fantastic. amazing book your time off now everyone this sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> oh i cannot oh, wait <laughs> <laughs> here here again lindsay thank you so much we appreciate you taking time out to come join us and you know come hang with us when that's the thing we can do again in the after time to one of our zoom meetups I will so. definitely
2: be there for sure. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a, a lovely experience. Oh, I'm thank you so much. like this so I'm really Oh, you
1: got to come back minute. on. Yeah. So we should oh, yeah. we should do this like a, as a on the regular. But it would be super yeah, fun for oh, so, sure. Definitely. definitely. So, yes. Oh, thank you so much. And again, listen, subscribe, like all of those things. We are at beer ladies uh oh sorry we're, we're beer ladies podcast on facebook we are at beer ladies pod on twitter and we are at beer ladies podcast on instagram lindsay do you, ha- do you have any social you want to share or uh are you quiet um, so,
2: I'm, I'm not too bad i do have i'm, I'm a wee bit rubbish with instagram but um, <laughs> my instagram name is the wee beer yin
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that if you go the most Scottish rubbish. one you could do yeah <laughs>
2: so so yeah but anything i would say like just follow the brewery um they do a lot of uh, live stories as well on, on yes. instagram is definitely the, the the platform that we use the most Um, so yeah just get us followed and you get to see all the cool stuff that happens in the brewery and and yeah you'll see my wee face from time to time
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well brilliant hey. and thank you hillary and sarah you know we will do this again soon and thanks to all of our listeners we'll see you again next week thank you,
0: thank you. Bye, bye
1: everyone take bye. care